0: welcome to america's commercial real estate show your source for market intel forecast and success strategies hello i'm michael bull thank you for being with us this segment is brought to you by buyproxy.com check them out it's b-i-p-r-o-x-i it's a new listing service for commercial real estate you can list properties there and you can also search um, this show today is one of my favorite topics we're going to talk about social media strategies for commercial real estate industry participants and I think when you look at the world of social media and you look at residential And you look at, you know, of course, showbiz and things like that and music industry, uh, really prolific. There's the huge use of social media. But when you look at commercial real estate industry participants, it seems to be that we really haven't taken advantage of it much. To give you an example, you know, I do a good bit of social media, but I do not do that great of a job. and, And I'm probably one of the influencers or one of the successful users of social media for commercial real estate. Is social media right for you? Which sites should you use and how should you do it? Well, I have some experts joining us on the phone here today. Please welcome my guests. It's Sarah Malcolm and Amanda Bowen. And they are with the Content Funnel. And the Content Funnel is a commercial real estate marketing firm. They have a real big focus on social media strategies. Ladies, thanks for joining us today.
1: Hello, Thank hello. Thanks so much for having us. Glad to be, glad to be here. Yeah, yes. and,
0: the, and the first thing I'd like to, to hear from you is, uh, you know, do sh- should people really be doing social media? And you think about real estate developers, you know, property owners, you know, uh, industry providers that are out there doing a service. It seems like we're in a relationship business and it's that direct content. You know, we know how to reach people. We, we're doing okay in our business do we really need to think about social media and doing a good job there as well?
1: Yes, absolutely. I I think, you know, that's a question that we get often and I think some people automatically say, yes, I understand, I understand the, you know, the value of social media and other people are kind of on the fence and saying, well, do I really need this? What am I going to get out of it? And there's so many different uses for social media. Not only is it to build your brand, and, you know, kind of create that brand equity and people know who you are that are not necessarily inside or uh, outside of your circle. And um, even from a, you know, uh, you know, when you have an issue online. So, for example, one of our clients had, there was a rumor that one of their shopping centers was closing. And it was in a private chat room in Ohio, and um, an Ohio chat group. And... They couldn't you know, get in there. They couldn't clear up the rumor that they were closing, and it was completely a rumor. It was not true. And so we decided on their Facebook page to do a paid ad uh, targeted to a specific zip code at Radius around that shopping center that cleared up the rumor. And it was hugely successful. They got a ton of engagement. It was such a win for the brand and not only the business. So, um, and then there was another another example when um, the, the big hurricane hit in Houston um, that a shopping center, one of our clients, wanted to let the folks know that they were open just for supplies, water, because most of the stores, most of the businesses around um, town were closed down because of the damage. And so that was another way we were able to, you know, not only kind of serve the community but solve another problem. So it's not just about building your brand, but it's also about, really kind of helping your business, helping the community, and um, the list goes on and on.
2: Yeah, I think it's also really important to remember that with basic advertising, you know, you hit your client one time, if they happen to see your ad, wherever it is, if it's on the radio, if it's in a magazine, if it's on TV, they see it maybe but with social media it's something that they actually sort of log into and go to on their own and not only are you advertising to them through social media but they can communicate with you so it's really a much more effective way of advertising because it it connects you to your to your client to your demographic that you're that you're trying to reach in a much more personal way i mean we've all seen the social media accounts that are famous like you know Wendy's has like burned McDonald's and you know, Coke and Pepsi go at each other over social media, and and I've even you know complained about something. Like I complained about CVS one time, and I did an at CVS in my complaint, and they they got back to me. So it is just a much more direct way of not only advertising but really connecting with the people who are interested in your brand what? and your services.
0: Okay, absolutely. Thank you, Amanda. And, uh, and that was Amanda, right? And, the, and Sarah. That's you- Amanda. <laughs> okay, great. Make yeah. sure I got your voices straight. So, which social media sites are, are best for business? I think for commercial real estate business, I think we all think of, of LinkedIn. Uh, of course, we can't go a day without uh, seeing a tweet from, from our president. <laughs> which sites <laughs> might we think of for different professionals? Like if I own a shopping center versus maybe I'm a commercial real estate agent.
1: Yeah, so, so LinkedIn is definitely an effective uh, platform, especially for B2B. 80% of all B2B leads come through LinkedIn, so you know, that's really our business. Um, but 25% of adults are using LinkedIn, so that's a very, very small percentage. And when you look at like, platforms like Facebook, people say, okay, well, Facebook really isn't where my demographic is, and, and that's completely incorrect. And we actually just put out a benchmark report. Um, you can find it on the contentfunnel.com um, under resources and under reports. And you can download that report. And we, we basically took a handful of uh, companies in each uh, commercial real estate sector, so industrial, retail, office, prop tech, I mean, influencers, you name it, and... We spelled out how they're using social media, what platforms they're using, how many followers they have, because we were finding that the perception is that the industry thinks LinkedIn is is where it's at. And you definitely should be using LinkedIn, but it's actually not, we're not finding it's the most successful. Um, You know, Facebook we're finding a lot of success. Twitter we're finding success as well as Instagram. And Instagram, on average, we're getting 40% more engagement from our commercial real estate audience on our clients, um, and that's organic. That's not paid, which is really hard to find these days is, you know, an organic um, way to kind of reach the followers you're trying to reach without having to to pay for an ad. um, But definitely I would say, you know, LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook are the ones you, you should you should take a look at. Is
0: Instagram store. better for, say, a retail property owner, uh, maybe a mall or a shopping center, than it might be for a, a lawyer, real estate lawyer?
1: No, well, I think
2: that, I mean, Instagram is, is really useful for everyone. And the reason it is is because you can do both business and personal on Instagram. It's images. Um, it doesn't have to be all images of you, or but it can be sort of like if you're a lawyer and you sort of want to give people a window into what you're doing, and in that you're sort of selling your services. Like you know, you take a picture of the courthouse and you're like working today for blah blah blah, you know. Um, and or then you take you know another picture of you and you're doing something else. You know, like it becomes more of a, a way to sell your personal brand. If you're a retail, then you sort of tweak it and use it a little differently. But, like, we have a, a client now that we're, you know, we're working with and going into the, each of the retail shops in their centers sort of doing, like, little photo shoots with each of the different shop owners and highlighting those things. And so you you make it personal in different ways with Instagram. And it can be yeah. as, as personal or as professional as you want. But people look to Instagram to see, like, snapshots of like what you're doing and how you do it, and, and it's all images. So people want to look and see that they kind of have a feel for you by looking through your images. Right. So they really work for both,
1: for both business or personal because you're both advertising a brand. Yeah, and they want to get to know you. They want to get to the, know the real you. Similar to if you're going to take someone for a golf game or if you're taking them out for a drink or out to dinner, out to lunch, you know, the whole purpose is to get to know that person and talk to them. And that's really how, you know, not only Instagram, but social media is supposed to be used, is you want to have, you know, a window to who you are as a person. And and that helps people feel more comfortable in doing business with you.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. And I think that's easy point to, to not think about as well, because it's interesting. I'll, I'll post some incredible content on Twitter and other social media sites that I know is extremely valuable to the people that uh, I'm connected with and i'll see mediocre uh... in you know, responses i put something silly on there to me that's real kind of maybe more personal and uh... you know it, it has huge uh... response so you know and i almost look at that in amazement so wow you just missed a incredibly valuable uh... tweet <laughs> i did you didn't hit on that but, but you hit on the silly one yeah but i guess socials in the name social media right
1: right Well, i think yeah. I, I think that we forget that in business we're always so like okay we need to be so buttoned up and so professional, and but at the end of the day, everyone is a person, and they want to be entertained.
2: Yeah. Absolutely,
1: hundred percent. And they also
2: wanna they also wanna relate to you. Yeah. So if your if something like funny is, I mean, I did a post once where I went to a business meeting, and when I got out of my car, I realized that I had the same boots on, but they were different colors because <laughs> I bought the same pair, but in black and and uh, brown. And it was absolutely ridiculous. So I had to walk through an entire networking event with two different shoes on. But that was a really fun, and who hasn't, like, a lot of people have done that, I found out, because once I posted it on, so, I mean, you can do just relatable things. Like Sarah said, we're all human beings at the end of the day, and I think people in business do like to get a sense that, you know, they have something in common with the people they're doing business, or that it looks like they have the same maybe set of you know values or sort of uh, or lifestyle
1: sort of that you know people like to do business with people like them you know yeah. Yeah. and 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 do business with people that they like
0: yeah that's right. true exactly. well when you tell me about the boots i think i missed a great uh... post opportunity because i showed up in nashville <laughs> to speak at the national land conference and i did not have boots i had to go buy boots because i oh. felt completely <laughs> out of place <laughs> all right well i want to ask you about uh, a, a mission, a, a thought. How do you keep track of You know, what should you be posting? What kind of plan should you have? What should you think about to have an effective social media marketing campaign? And we're gonna do that right after this short break. Stay with us, I'm Michael Bull. This is America's Commercial Real Estate Show. Are you looking to buy, sell, or lease commercial real estate? You're invited to contact Bull Realty for customized asset and occupancy solutions. Call 404-876-1640 or visit bullrealty.com.
2: Would you like to be the top producing commercial broker in your office? Check out Michael Bull's video training. Since you're a show listener, you receive 10% off your first purchase. At checkout, use discount code CREshow. Visit CommercialAgentSuccess.com.
0: Welcome back to America's Commercial Real Estate Show. I'm Michael Ball. This segment's brought to you by CommercialAgentSuccess.com. It's 21 one-hour videos for commercial agent training. Check it out. I know it's great because I created it. So, do check it out. Well, today we're talking about social media for commercial real estate industry participants. And please, uh, my guests are Sarah Malcolm and Amanda Bowen, and they are with the content funnel, and they're joining us on the phone. And ladies, I think one of the things I see some people posting on social media, and I see what they do, and it seems like they're, they're not doing things that would attract the right customers or client or interest in what they do. So what what should people think about related to their mission and, and, and their focus to make sure their social media endeavors have a good return on investment?
1: Well, I think starting, as the biggest mistake that I see that people make is they don't have a clear goal and objective of what they're trying to achieve. They just hop on social and just go. And I don't think we would treat any initiative like that in business ever. So it's really kind of determining what is your goal and what is your purpose? What are you trying to achieve on social media? And based around that, you develop content, uh, blogs, posts, pictures, whatever whatever the you know, the form may be, and all should make sure that they're they're achieving that goal at the end of the day. So you really have a true return on investment of all your time and effort.
0: And I guess Amanda, part yeah, of I mean, your goal is also understanding who you want to reach, right? Your audience?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely.
2: Yeah. absolutely. And I, I think that, you know, The biggest thing I always try to stress to the people that I talk to on a daily basis on sales calls is that, you know, this is really an advertising initiative. It's not, like, you wouldn't just be like, I'm going to do my own advertising. I'm just going to, like, go out there and just start throwing things out. It has to be a thoughtful endeavor. Like, you have to plan it out like anything else because you need to know, like, as Sarah said, where you're trying to get to. And it doesn't need to be stiff and rigid, but you do need to say, like, we want people to know this about our brand. We want, um, you know, this information to be repeated so that people get that. And you you do need to be, you need to have a strategy. And it's certainly, you know, if you are a larger company, you really should be using professionals to, to delve into your um, social media, Let, you know, look at what you did, look at what, what what worked, what didn't work, create a strategy for you going forward so that, you know, there really is a plan in place and then execute that
1: absolutely and and we use the late night approach and it's really the 80 20 rule so 80% should be curated content and 20% should be kind of your sales posts if that makes sense and the late night approach what that means is so if you see Justin Timberlake on a late night show and he's on with Jimmy Fallon you know the majority of the show about 80% of the show they're talking about a trip we went on they play a game they talk about his kid, you know, whatever the topic is, has nothing to do with the actual reason why he's there, which is usually what to sell an album. And at the end, Jimmy Fallon says, "Oh, by the way, you've got a, you know, an album coming out," and he's like, "Thanks for bringing that up." Like, like they almost forgot to talk about it, and and that's the only reason why he's there. So that really should be your content approach: is you let people. Into who you are, what your expertise is, you know, thought leadership, uh, something entertaining, something beneficial to your audience, and then you hit them with the listing, or you hit them with whatever you're you're trying to sell. You just you you can't go in full force and really not have a strategy. If yeah. that makes
0: sense. yeah, that's that's interesting. I, you know, I look at one of my uh, sites, uh, commercial agent success uh, on Twitter, C O M agent success. If you want to check it out up there, and it's, it's my company that produces video training for commercial agents, and there I post a lot of things that help agents be successful, but that's pretty much, I think, all I'm posting is various things that help agents be successful, but I guess from what you're saying, uh, it, it, I need to add something, another element or two to it.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, if you think about it, social media is in itself basically like a large-scale drip campaign. You know, like people, again, I I bring it back to the standard advertising methods because, you know, we're trying to get people to understand that this is the new way that people advertise. It looks different, but it is serving the same purposes as the older versions of advertising. It's not that you don't need to do the, you know, older versions of advertising. They're still relevant, but now there is another tier of advertising that needs to be done, and that's social media. But you are constantly just trying to stay top of mind. You just want people to, like, see your brand's name or see something come through on their social. They scroll through. They go, oh, yeah, there's that company that um, does, you know, education videos for brokers. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. They just keep going, keep going. But then when it comes up, when someone says to them, oh, man, I'm really looking for some or You know anybody who does this? They'll be like, yeah, I follow so-and-so on social on
1: social media. Let me, You should look them up. Mm-hmm. That's I, what it is. Yeah, and I even get leads for, for me because, you know, I write a blog, and Amanda writes a blog, and we're constantly – just sharing information, it's not a sales pitch at all, it's just like, okay, this is the latest, kind of keeping everybody up to date on the latest and greatest in digital marketing, and um, people come to me and say, okay, you know, I've I, I, seen your post, I really need help with this, how can you help me, and and that's brought leads to us, and and that's, uh, when Amanda said, you know, it's, it's about timing, like, life is about timing, you have to be at the right place at the right time to be able to close a certain deal, And and that's, that's another part of social media. It's just again having that consistency and, and that you know that brand awareness over and over and over and over again.
0: And one of the things I think that a lot of people uh, tend to struggle with is is content. And I think some people feel like all the content should be very original or from them. But it seems like when I see the people very successful in social media, they're really sharing content from a lot of different sources, like our show is shared by, by a lot of folks. Um, what do you say to folks who are trying to find good content?
1: Yeah, so uh, the first place to start is, you know, if if, you're, if it's not your own content, is checking out the influencers. The benchmark report that we have is a great place to start of kind of looking at who those influencers are, and again, that's a free report you can find on our website. Um, and then, you know, the other part is creating original content, and that's where it does get a little tricky. But you know, you can outsource, um, you can you know schedule time to do it yourself, which is which which is hard. I mean, I mean, how much work goes into your content, Michael? Yeah, it's a lot, a lot, right?
0: Right. It's an yeah. incredible effort. It is a lot, so, and, and a lot of times I'm sharing other folks' content that I really compete with. But it, it, does that really hurt me or help me?
1: No, I mean that helps because mm. number one, you're a supporter of others, and they'll they'll repeat that favor. So if you're if you're sharing their content, they'll definitely share your content. It's also a good look; it shows you're a good person, and you're you know you're you're good people, and and that's some that's again something that. I want to work with, and someone who I want to
0: be around. So don't be, don't be spreading lies out there,
1: Sarah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I'd like to ask you about uh, in-house versus out-house. Or, you know, a lot of people think, well, social media is free. Can I do it myself, or if I have a company? Should I do it with in-house personnel? Uh, but then there's also companies like you guys that uh, will help us with uh, outsourcing social media. What are some of the positive and negatives of of first doing it yourself and then maybe the potential positive positive negatives of, of outsourcing it?
2: Well, I mean, I think when you have someone, if you can have someone in-house um, who is working for your company and, you know, steeped in the company culture and their job is to be you're a social media, you know, person, that is a great thing because it truly is a full time job. It is not easy to be again, if you're if you're working on four three to four platforms, which is where you should be, just like again, with any other advertising, you don't advertise one place. You know, you don't just put ads in a news in a magazine, like there's T V, there's radio, there's billboards, there's all these different things. That's what social media is. You have to be on multiple platforms, right? Working together. So somebody who is on those platforms, engaging with people, coming up with content, um, interacting with, you know, when there's a comment, when there's a question, like monitoring the social media. It's a huge job. So if you have someone in-house, that is fantastic and absolutely. But it needs to be, you know, somebody's full-time job. We meet with a lot of people who are, like, overburdened admin assistants who – have a full-time job and then somebody's like, oh, by the way, you're in charge of our
1: social media. (laughs) That's
2: just not
1: viable. And that person
2: is not going to be able to do that. So if you're a full-on company, you should either either pay someone to come in and do your strategy and help train this person, which we offer, help train this person on how to do social media effectively, um, or you do outsource it to a company like The Content Funnel, who can handle all of the work? We create all the content. We do, you know, all of the posting for you and, but you get it all in advance. You approve it. So you have oversight into everything, but we're making sure that you're out there consistently. It's not something that you have to think about on a daily basis.
1: Yeah. And we're, and we've got the experience of, of just being focused in real estate. So we know the audience. We know the influencers. We know the players. So there's no homework for us you know we really know exactly how to execute and and you know you know a lot of people say well you know take risks make mistakes and learn fast you know we we don't need to learn we don't need to make mistakes and we don't need to learn fast we already know yeah. um, cuz we've been doing it for so long and we know the industry and um the other point i wanted to make is you know a lot of people will say okay well my admin will just do our social media on the side because he or she is young they you know know how to use instagram and but you have to have, like, a clear strategy and a business approach. There has to be some sort of goals and objectives. And, and you know, a lot of those younger folks, you know, don't have that type of background. For instance, there was a, a woman recently who got advice from her 12-year-old about how their company should be using um, Instagram. <laughs> and and she jumped at it and was like okay we need to do xyz you know because my 12 year old said that and i was like that's just crazy yeah. right like i mean i mean listen I, I appreciate what you know kids have to offer and but from a business standpoint you just you can't you can't look at it it's because they're young they know what they're talking That's about.
0: right. And you mentioned that you know if you have an admin or someone doing it that uh, it, it, they may not have time to do it. And, and I think time is, is, is an issue with social media. You know, it, let's say that you're an individual uh, entrepreneur, you're a commercial real estate agent or somebody like that, um, and you're a one-man, a one-woman shop, um, and you can't, you can't really outsource this. You're having to do it yourself. What are some tips to help manage the time involved with it?
1: I would say so. sit down at least one to two hours um, a month and kind of create a solid plan of what you're going to post, and you can utilize platforms like Hootsuite to schedule it all. So you've got the whole month kind of planned out and scheduled. So you really, the only thing you have to think about is engaging with others and um, and sharing others' content. So that's one of like the top ways that yes. I found. Um, Amanda, you can speak to this as well. Yeah, I mean Hootsuite absolutely.
2: Or are, are, so. Let me just explain. Those a, a platform like Hootsuite allows you to pre-schedule your posts so that you set them up in advance and then they just post on their own and you're not doing anything like on a daily basis. But your content is being put out there consistently, and so that is that's probably the best way for an individual to manage multiple platforms. And it is a, those those are very intuitive um, intuitive programs and. They're easy to use, like a Hootsuite or something similar to it. Um, so definitely, definitely something like that. Um, and then honestly, like the other like tip or hack is to find somebody that you like their like you like following and start to basically duplicate what they're doing in your own way. If if you like somebody's page and you enjoy like you know their
1: what they're doing, then model yourself after them.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah. And the
1: other way to kind of. Speed up your success in social is partnering with influencers. So, if there's, you know, the one thing that's great about our industry is our influencers are so accessible. You know, in other industries, that's just not the case because they've got, you know, millions of followers. But in our industry, it's so small there, and there's definitely a core group, Michael, you, you definitely being one of them, um, that it's easy to get in touch with you guys. So, to build that relationship just takes time and consistency, just like any relationship. But it's realistic. And once that happens, they'll start supporting you and start helping you and, you know, getting your content out there and and helping your, you know, your name get out there.
0: Yeah, that's Which is a good,
1: exactly,
2: yeah.
1: like, why we say that
2: social media, you can't beat it. Like, you can actually build relationships on social media. That's not something
1: you can do through regular advertising. And mean you know, In that direct right. way.
2: Michael, yeah. you and
1: I first—you and I first met on Twitter.
0: Yep, that's right. Right. You were with ICSC yeah. at the time, I
1: think. Yep, I was running digital for ICSC, and that's how. Ninety-nine yep. percent of my commercial real estate, you know, uh, introductions came through was was really social media. And right.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. I've been on social media for a long time, and I've 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 got some great relationships. That's you mentioned how I met you. That's how. I met uh, Duke, uh, that's how I've met yeah. you know, a lot yeah. of people, and uh, yeah, and I remember when I first started doing it, my own brokers laughed at me. They were like, what? You're getting involved in social media. You're wasting time, Michael, but uh, I think it has been beneficial. And also, you two ladies have been very beneficial. Great information on the show today. We really appreciate uh, you being on.
1: Thank
2: you so, so much for having us, thank and,
0: you. Yeah, thank you. And so we'll have their social media uh, contacts Uh, on our webpage at commercialrealestateshow.com. And we have another guest for you. So if you, especially if you're a commercial real estate agent or broker, uh, you wanna stay tuned for this one. Stay with us, I'm Michael Bull. This is America's Commercial Real Estate Show. Have you seen BuyProxy.com? Brokers list properties, buyers and tenants search properties all at no cost. They also have a suite of marketing services. Check them out at biproxy.com. That's spelled b-i-p-r-o-x-i.com. Are you involved in the multifamily industry? Check out rediq.com. You can easily and effectively turn operating data into actionable intelligence. Request a demo or try it for free at rediq.com. Welcome back to America's Commercial Real Estate Show. I am Michael Ball. This segment is brought to you by my company, Bull Realty, for asset and occupancy solutions in the Southeast US. Check us out at bullrealty.com. Well, today we are talking about social media and we're keying in on social media for commercial real estate participants. My next guest is a wonderful guest. We've had him on the show before. It's Rod Santamassimo. He's president of the Massimo Group, and he's joining us on Skype. Rod, good to see you.
3: Hey, Michael. Good afternoon. Always, always a
0: pleasure to be with you and to be on your fabulous show. Now, most of you are going to know Rod, but he's an excellent, excellent coach for commercial real estate agents and and other folks in the uh, commercial real estate type of industry. And uh, I've known him for a long time. He's been on the show several times. So I want to reach out to Rod. When you're talking about social media, it's kind of one of the, I guess, potential marketing Venues for anybody in commercial real estate, and and Rod, I think one of the first questions uh, my audience might have for you is, why do it? I mean, you know, the the commercial real estate's worked fine without it in the past. Everybody knows it's growing, uh, but it's time consuming. It's hard to figure out what your return on investment is. Do we really need to think about social media as a commercial real estate industry participant?
3: Well. Why do it is because that is where your audience is moving to and that's where they are. I mean, let's face it, we all have our, our phones and we're getting more and more content delivered and consumed by our telephones. And as you know, uh, in the past, Michael, conversations we've had, we talked about this, this presence pyramid of, of first having a personal uh, element and going out and shaking hands and meeting people. Then of course, there's the old reliable mail physical element which still works by the way when done correctly but the biggest tier is the digital side and no doubt the digital side is where you'll get the broadest audience and the best bang for the buck in regards to return on investment if done correctly no doubt personal is going to always be the ideal scenario but to reach a broader audience the digital the social media is where you need to be today
0: yeah. And you say if it's done correctly. And, uh, you know, I think that's a question that a lot of people have when they get started in social media. You kind of look around. You start seeing people that have been doing it for a while. I guess I'm one of those guys that has been doing it for a while. But even myself, as, as, as much social media and content as we put out, I know I'm not doing it exactly right. You know, What are some tips, Rod, for people to consider to, to do it right?
3: First of all, be careful to think there's a way to do it exactly right. It just, it just isn't. And for the older generation like you and I and a lot of kids are not going to understand this reference. But I remember Lee Iacocca, who was the uh, chairman for General Motors. You kids can Google that and figure that one out. But they used to ask him, you know, what does marketing work? And he would say, yeah, I know it works. Just don't ask me which one. And that's <laughs> that, that the case. And a lot of that's true with social media. You have to test them all. And look, right now, we are we are really active on four principal channels, that being Facebook, number one, LinkedIn, absolutely, Twitter, of course, and Instagram. A lot of activity happening on Instagram to reach the commercial real estate users, audience, believe it or not, they're out there. So it, it really is a mixture of each. But the most Key element, I would say, that I've learned and I've I've had the pleasure of working with some amazing coaches and gurus in social media. Consistency of content will always be the
0: best approach, no matter what channel you decide to tune in on. Consistency of content. So uh, what kind of content, Rod? I mean, that's, I think, one of the things that people struggle with. Do they have to create their own content? Does it have to be original? And, uh, and, and and what do you mean by consistency? What do I how do I know what to post?
3: Sure. The there's no doubt. Look, first of all, you ask questions should be your own or other people. And you can leverage other content and share that content as part of your cadence of social media. Absolutely. But almost as importantly, you need to be authentic. Your authenticity is what's going to separate you from being a commodity of the rest of the brokerage community or commercial real estate space in our case, so be authentic, be consistent. But as far as cadence, you have to determine what's. For, for example, we started out, Michael. I didn't know how to spell Facebook. I really, I had no idea. I mean, I thought it was a place that you went to find. You, know, you get divorced, which I'm thank goodness I'm not. You get divorced, you go find an ex-girlfriend on Facebook, and, and you try to create a new relationship. That's what I thought it was. I really did. So, but it's not. In fact. We started Facebook two years ago, and we found we were generating so many leads by providing value-oriented content. um, And we'll get to that as far as where I come with that concept on Facebook. And then we found LinkedIn being the same, Twitter being the same. And now, most recently, Instagram has really been a great tool for us.
0: That's great. And you mentioned value oriented content. So Rod, is that a big part of it to figure out, hey, who is the audience that I want to do business with? Do I own a retail center? And is this is my audience uh, the retailers out there and then their customers? Do you do you really need to think hard about who is it you want to attract? I see some brokers for example that are that are working in a certain market and maybe work with office tenants and they're posting things that I don't see why office tenants in that market would care about what they're posting.
3: Yeah, Michael you're absolutely correct and and that's why you're so successful because (laughs) you you create content specific to that audience as you know we call it that avatar. What's the messaging for that avatar? If it's an office tenant you know maybe there's the five myths of relocating your space or the five reasons you should contract your space now or the five key things to think about or three key things to think about on a lease audit. Talk about those specific elements that that audience cares about and also think about what channel they're gonna be receiving on. Is it a Facebook message? Is it a Facebook audience? Is it a LinkedIn audience? Is it an Instagram audience? Every channel is different as far as the demographics and what that message should go out to.
0: Yeah, it's interesting you say that because sometimes I'll post to, like this morning I posted something to Twitter to LinkedIn and to Facebook, and I pretty much posted the same thing, but do I need to think about maybe Facebook is a little more personal and LinkedIn's a little more business? What am, what am I missing?
3: It depends on how you're using Facebook. A lot of folks out there use their Facebook personal accounts as their business accounts. as a hybrid account, and therefore you're going to tend to do that. I tend not to do business on my personal account, but we do do it on our Massimo you know, company account and with our Massimo you know private groups um, by the way I will tell you having a private group is as valuable on Facebook if not more so than it is on LinkedIn so again what what channel are you going after for your message
0: yeah well that's interesting because I think years ago I used to think of Facebook as um, not being a place that my demographic was on but then I spoke uh, on a social media uh, panel uh, at at an event, and I got back to the office and my Facebook had blown up. (laughs) There's more people on Facebook than I think you you think about.
3: Oh, no, there's a billions of people, actually, on Facebook. Mm -hmm. But when you think about it, and we're finding our messaging, and we'll get into outsource, insource yourself. but Mm -hmm. I use a team, and my team will tell me that our audience that we reach out to, we connect with on Facebook, are predominantly male, no doubt about it. We're still going after the the female sector in commercial real estate, but predominantly male and between the ages of 35 and 55. Now, if you think about that, you may never think those folks are on Facebook. But in fact, they are.
0: Yeah. And you mentioned uh, doing it yourself. And I think that's something that a lot of companies and, and then individuals who are trying to build their professional presence out there wonder about, you know, is it really worth their time or is it really worth the investment of of hiring someone uh, outside of your firm to to, to manage that for you?
3: Well, the first question is, is it worth the time whether you do it yourself or not? And the answer is absolutely yes. Uh, Think back to an old book that you and I both read, um, Never Eat Alone by Keith Ferrazzi, where he said invisibility is a fate worse than failure. Now, when he wrote that book, the, really, the Internet had not exploded to the point where it is now. Now, now, fast forward to today, if you're invisible on, on the digital side, on in the Internet, you're invisible. You just are. Or you're really working in a tertiary market, and hopefully you're going after a very just precise audience. Most folks aren't. I mean, in our case, we're going after a national audience. So it's just as important for us to really reach out to a broader audience. So you got to do it, number one. You have to do it. Number two... Do it yourself. Can, I can share with you. We will. How exactly we did it ourselves. I did it myself, and when I learned the cadence, of how to do that, and then we can share with you. When you outsource it, we've gone to a lot of folks. Let me show you what I've learned. The best way to outsource as well.
0: Yeah, and you mentioned cadence. So let's come back to that. Um, I probably post to Twitter on a couple counts. Uh, I don't know, two to four times a day, maybe. I was at an event with a lot of interesting speakers and I was posting maybe every 20 minutes. I uh, had a lot of people unfollow me. They weren't used to me blowing up the, the account like that. Is that part of what you mean by cadence?
3: That's exactly what I mean. There's no doubt. Look, it is it is irritating, if not aggravating, when your thread is consumed and monopolized by one or two people. Quickest way to unfollow if, you, if you're doing that. Absolutely true. But the cadence should be, look, if, if you're by yourself and you're starting out, the easy thing you can do, quite frankly, the easy thing you do is you can do a vlog like this. Grab your, grab your camera and talk for two minutes to your phone and have that transcribed while you're talking. There's a lot of platforms out there that can automatically transcribe while you're talking, and I can share a couple with you if you wish. So now you have a video. Now you have a blog, right, both of which you can post. Now you have a blog that you can break down to tweets. Think about that. And now you also have content you can share now on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, and even Instagram with some, just some memes and, and gifts that you could do from, from each of these elements. So in the, well, even last year, last year that everyone told you start with the, the, um, the hub would be your blog and create everything from there. But now it's changed already. Now it's start with your vlog and for your video blog, everything else is created. So think about how you can grab a phone two minutes and how you can create content for the week. For the week,
0: by just doing a quick two-minute video. Well, I'll play devil's advocate with you, Rod. Uh, let's say that I'm a sales guy and I, I like selling commercial real estate. You know, but I didn't really want to be a writer and uh, put out great uh, written content, or maybe I didn't want to be a videographer, uh, or maybe I feel like, you know, just using a phone and pointing around might be seem unprofessional to the clientele I work with. All that seems like a lot of time uh, involved. And, and 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 how can i how can I manage that with with less time and still be professional?
3: So if you're by yourself and you're a salesperson, as you said, Michael, and you really don't you don't have either the desire or skill set to write, for example, or to edit video, very simple. Get a mentor, and the mentor is really the high school kid that is your next door neighbor that used to mow your lawn. That's the kid you want to do all the stuff for you. I mean, quite frankly, my 17-year-old son is who we used to edit all our videos and put in the graphics and break it down and make it clean and crisp. He figured out the software in five minutes. I couldn't figure it out in two hours. He figured it out in five minutes. So that's one easy way to do that. Or if you are actually transcribing your vlogs, very easy. Go ahead and, and go to outsource that to a quick writer or editor. Easy to do to outsource today, and they could turn that around in less than less than 24 hours.
0: Okay, great. Now, what if I want to hire someone outside my firm to manage it for me as a an individual professional, or for my shopping center or, or or my company? What are some tips there, Rod?
3: Yeah, Michael, we have we're now on our third. Um, company as far as social media to do everything but taking my content editing it crafting it creating the messages to posts, and putting it out there on, on on the uh the internet channels you know all those four we talked about so here's a couple things i've learned number one first Don't sign a long-term contract until you at least get 30 days of seeing how they do. Number one, figure out. And by the way, there's a lot of sources out there that can do this for you. You can Google it. You can go to Upwork, upwork Upwork.com. Long as you can go, Uh, Digital Marketer is a big source for these kind of folks. There's a DigitalMarketer.com. They have sources, resources for this. But test them first for 30 days and set expectations. What you wish. Really look at the quality of work, look at the consistency of what they do beyond do they really understand your messaging. We, we've gone, unfortunately, went through one firm that just didn't understand us at all, went through a second firm that did a really nice job, but they, they, they figured they wanted to attract the residential world for a bigger audience. That simply wasn't our audience. So make sure they understand who your audience is. And finally, we found a local firm. We did, we did these two firms mm. out of California We're based in North Carolina. And finally, we find a local firm that's doing a fantastic job. And someone I meet with once a week to tell my plan. They go out and create, and I get out of their way. Get out of their way and let them do what they do.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's hard to do sometimes, to trust somebody with your messaging, isn't it? That's why I like the short-term test and seeing what they do and watching what they do.
3: But at the same time, we're fortunate that with this local firm, yes, I tend to micromanage a little bit in regards to seeing what the content's putting out there on my company's behalf I'll say, look, that that's not really where that belongs. That's the wrong audience. So that's not the best message for this thing. And they adapt and they and they conform or we find someone new.
0: That's a good tip. Let me take a short break. When we come back, I'm going to ask Rod about some mistakes because Rod has been helping people with messaging, He's been helping them create presence uh, for a long time. He does it for some of the best in the business. So stay with us. I'm Michael Bull. This is America's Commercial Real Estate Show. <laughs> Are you looking for proven property management and facilities management education? Visit BOMI.org. That's B-O-M-I, Building Owners and Managers Institute International. They are the trusted source for education in the property and facilities industry. Visit BOMI.org. Welcome back to America's Commercial Real Estate Show. I'm Michael Bull. The segment is brought to you by bonemeat.org. They are the industry standard for education for facilities and property management training. Check them out at bonemeat.org. Well, today we're talking about social media. Social media for commercial real estate companies, for commercial real estate participants. Whether you own a shopping center or an office building, if you're in commercial real estate, you might want to be thinking about social media. My guest is Rod Santamassimo. He's president with the Mossimo Group, and Rod is an author. Uh, He's written two great books on commercial real estate uh, brokerage, Uh, and he also has a coaching company that's, uh, I would say, one of the best, if not the best, commercial real estate agent coach in the world. And and, uh, he's joining us on Skype today. Rod, thanks for being with us.
3: Well, oh, Michael, thank you so much. And as
0: always, always looking forward to these conversations. And, Rod, we were talking before the break, you know, about social media and some things to do right. And I think um, it's also a place that you can make some some big mistakes. you got to be careful. I mean, you know, uh, as, uh, whether you're a fan of our president or not, I think almost everyone's a little uh, – some of his tweets, things, you kind of go, why are you doing that? Um uh, But he's already elected. He's already president. Uh, What are some mistakes that we might want to avoid uh, on social media as a commercial real estate participant? Well, you know,
3: Michael, I know we could laugh about our president and his tweets, but it it actually is a great example of how social media can be your worst enemy. And like him or not, it really doesn't matter. If, If you look at the economy, you look at things that are happening right now, We have them pretty good. I mean, right now, what's going on from an economy standpoint is really strong. And whether you say you give our president credit or not, the problem is what he puts out there on tweets really minimizes any positive work he did. And use that to your own experience. You know, maybe you're out a broker doing some great deals or a mortgage broker getting some great terms for your clients, whoever it might be. But are you killing the message by what you're putting out on social media. I'll tell you right now, we now have 28 coaches, 28 coaches across North America. And the first thing we do when someone applies to be a coach, we go to social media. We see what they think, what they're putting out there, whether it be inappropriate pictures, quite frankly, or really strong political feelings, whether we agree or not, not the issue. It's will the client agree, right, or not? So you be really careful if you're using social media for and being authentic still for helping your business and will it skew as far as what you're doing. Yeah. Now, now, yeah. Michael, let me, let me give you a great example of this. And I don't know. I know we talked about this. There's a fantastic guru right out there in social media, Gary Vaynerchuk, Gary Vaynerchuk, Gary V. He He is he right now is the Tony Robbins of our time. If you haven't heard about him, I don't know where you are, but you got to hear Gary Vee. Fantastic. But he also drops the F-bomb frequently. <laughs> and he says he's authentic and he's not going to change. Well, guess what happened? Last week, Gary Vee announced he's having a censor-free YouTube and podcast channel because those Fortune 50 companies were saying, we really don't want to work with you right now until you clean up. So, point taken, in social media... You can be authentic, but you're to be flexible to adapt given your audience and how they perceive you.
0: Right. That may be an inappropriate place to talk about even politics because if, if you maybe half of your, your clients are leaning one way and half the other, they see you the opposite. Maybe you offend uh, some of those, what's the point in it, right?
3: <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't agree with you more. Well, I don't understand why someone would would purposely... Offend half their potential audience. I just don't understand why.
0: Yeah, I, uh, I'm CEO of my company, and uh, I got in the office one Monday, and uh, my uh, leadership came to me and said, "Hey, Michael, the tweet you put out Saturday might be okay, but as CEO, uh, we don't think so." I looked at it and went, eh, "You're right," <laughs> but it was, you know, it's already out there. But but I removed it. It wasn't really bad, but you have to watch Stay out it. There. Yeah. So, so I think you've got to watch. Uh, and it's so fast, it's so quick, uh, and uh, you know I think some uh, company leadership and, and company owners are a little concerned about you know their employees, their agents, or so what have you, you know just posting things. Maybe uh, they do post something that's uh, kind of heat of the moment, or maybe they're out with uh, cocktails at a game and uh, and tweet something inappropriate. You have any advice for kind of business? Uh, managers, for owners, uh, uh, what they might want to consider related to uh, their employees and agents?
3: Sure. Well, first of all, certainly a different set of circumstances when it comes to employees versus agents, independent contractors, in regards to really what can you expect and manage in regards to behaviors, which social media is all about, right? behaviors and messaging. But you should, every company, and 99% do not, Every company should have a social media policy that sets expectations. That if you're going to use social media, certainly if you're going to use it within the the company account or company um, in a way label theme reputation, there's certain guidelines that we ask you to follow. Pure and simple. So, Michael, you have you have how many agents do you have, Michael?
0: Thirty six.
3: So you're a big firm. I mean, you're a really big firm, even on a national perspective, Michael, when I mean, you take away all the major markets and major firms. I mean, bull realty is a major firm in the in the national landscape. It it just is. So you would have to ask yourself, and I can ask you here, but what is your social media policy? And are there clear guidelines and expectations? And they're all gonna be common sense, let's face it, that you would expect your folks to follow.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and you expect them to be positive, and you kind of expect that you're you're hiring high, high integrity people, and that they're learning that from leadership. But but you're right. Where, where's the written policy? Uh, I I don't know that. I'll have to look. My man, my, I've got a great manager. and He does pull out a, a lot of policy. But I'm selling real estate and helping my brokers. I don't know that I've read it. Maybe <laughs> yeah, I need to read it so I don't mess up, right? And then also, you know, one of the things that we kind of touched on in the previous segment is. Um, You know, it it could take a lot of time uh, to put out social media content and to be active. And it seems like one of the mistakes might be just putting out content that that really is not helping you. I mean, you're spending a lot of time. And, you know, if it's not for your audience and it doesn't attract your audience, you know, what good is it doing? Like you and I put out posts uh, that, that help commercial real estate agents. You're an incredible uh, coach for, for agents, and, and I have some training for, for agents, some video training. So We know our audience. We're giving them uh, information that's valuable to them, and you used that earlier. What if you're a, uh, uh, an office tenant rep in Chicago, and you're trying to put out something valuable to your audience? Obviously, it's not something that is interesting to commercial agents, right?
3: no not at all. again, you, you got to know your audience but I think I thought what you were going with there, Michael of was how much time you should spend on social media? Is that the original question? That, that's that's that? one of
0: the questions and then and then what you know how do you know what's the right content? How do you know what your audience really wants?
3: Well first of all, when you do this long enough and certainly we've been doing social media for I would say really truly engaged social media for the last five years. You know, you, you can tell pretty quickly what resonates and what doesn't, what gets comments and what doesn't, what gets likes and what doesn't, what gets read the most. So there's no doubt there are themes in our world that we can tell will almost always get an audience. So, for example, in our world, when I write a blog or a vlog or create content on prospecting, it's going to get it's going to get consumed. It, it just is. We know that. So my point is, you put out enough content, they'll be good, they'll be bad, they'll be read, they won't. You will figure out what themes are going on, what's trending and best for you. Another way to do it, if you're on Twitter or LinkedIn or Facebook, see really what's trending, Twitter specifically on hashtags, what's trending and what's really following. And then you can write some content about that. Write content that's timely. I just put out an article uh, that's going to be, I'm sure, going to be a a digital piece with uh, a a publication where a syndicated columnist for a couple of papers. But I know that one's about recon in May, right, for the retail audience. That will be read in May by the retail audience. So there's timing, there's trending, there's your own historical review of what works and what doesn't. All is data you have to use to figure out what else you want to put out in the future.
0: Yeah, well, that's a great point, Rod. And, uh, you know, I put out a lot of great content, especially from this show, the accounts on our show. But, uh, um, you know recently I've noticed that I've get more mileage out of something more personal uh, though I talk about something personal that happened that was funny or whatever man that just gets tons of activity I'm like wait a minute what about this great content I'm putting out that's valuable
3: <laughs> Well, yeah don't that actually it's proven to be true look when I, when I first started out Michael um, I remember someone someone said to me, and again, you got to Google this, some of you all, you want to understand the reference point. They said, and they used a, a bad word, but they used, who are you? F in Fraser Crane. And I didn't understand the, the context of it, but it was, what he was telling me was, Rod, who are you? Some Harvard graduate that's speaking to a, a, a symposium? Get down to the level you're at, get down to your audience, and more importantly, be authentic, be yourself. And I made the switch after many years, finally recently, I said, you know what? Enough with this being prim and proper all the time and the cheese and crackers. I mean, I, that's, not, that's me, but not. I do attend once in a while. I'll, I'll say crap or bullshit or something. And so I started saying that now, and guess what? Readership is going up. I'm becoming more authentic. People like when you are who you are.
0: You better be careful, Rod. <laughs> 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 uh. Well, what would you leave our audience with, Rod, uh, about uh, uh, social media? And if this was a, if was a good one to leave them with, how do you know you're getting a return on investment?
3: Sure. Well, first of all, there's no doubt if you're advertising, there are other tools in every medium to show the, the, the connections you are making with those ads. My team tells me every week here's an ad we put on Facebook, here's who went out and clicked the ad, and then even here's of those people. Who schedule a meeting for us and how our sales guys convert from there we know there's an roi with our facebook ads that that's absolutely true but i also tell you we also ask all our prospects and all our clients how did you hear about us how did you hear about us so we tell us what we, we, you know where is our presence most times it used to always be my books that was always the number one source for our leads now it's down no doubt the number one source for our leads today is based on our people who consume our content mm-hmm. that's what it is they consume our content can i tell you what the roi is based on the, the hundreds of thousands of dollars we spend in social media a year mm-hmm. well i can tell you it's pretty good it's pretty good so um i will say is look i know when it comes to what i'm going to invest in next month a month after that it's going to be to the digital social media side in fact i'm starting a podcast next month because i know that's more content to put out and even, Michael, we are seriously looking. I know this is, I'm being transparent here, just so I understand. We're, we're seriously evaluating building a media company because we know it works. We know that much it works. We're going to build a Massimo media company just for the commercial real estate sector, we believe, in the next year once we figure out the right formula.
0: Rod, that's Rod. a great idea. I, I think you absolutely should do that and pursue it in a big way because, you know, I, I've noticed your content and i notice it because it's good i mean it's qual- i mean i've been a broker for 35 years i've studied how to be the best broker i can i still like to read your content well,
3: I, <laughs> I, still, I still listen to the, the commercial real estate show every week. So <laughs> either, either there's, a, there's a, a bromance going on here or just we, we put out good stuff. I don't know what it is.
0: It is good. And so I, I, uh, I, I'd like to see that. I, I think I might have to be one of your first customers.
3: Oh, Michael, <laughs> if, we, if we could do just a mere fraction of the, the audience that you've reached, and it's an amazing show what you've done. Now, let's face it. You've got the show. Your show creates Vlogs. It creates blogs. It creates tweets. It creates Instagram posts. It creates a podcast automatically with your Audible.
0: So you've got it all working for you.
3: You've got the hub.
0: Well, I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try to be like Rod one day. Rod, thank you so much, sir, for being on the show. Michael, I always appreciate the invite, and I look forward to the next time we get together, my man. All right, take care. forward to see you soon. Thanks, Rod. If you like more information, check out Rod Santamons. So and check him out on Facebook. Uh, check him out on Instagram, uh, check him out on LinkedIn. He does provide some great information, whether you're a commercial agent, a mortgage broker, fine. But if you're in commercial real estate in any way, uh, do check him out. And thanks for sharing this show. Uh, if you like to look at my Twitter account, it's uh, at Bull Realty or at CRE underscore show. Uh, my show and myself or I'm also on Facebook and all the all the accounts. And we, we put out some great content and uh, we appreciate you sharing it and you connecting with us and you commenting on this show and others. So thanks for being with us. Until next week, be sure that you always lead, learn, and laugh and join us for America's Commercial Real Estate Show. America's Commercial Real Estate Show is brought to you by Bull Realty. For customized asset and occupancy solutions, visit bullrealty.com. Commercial agent success strategies, incredible training for commercial agents. Visit commercialagentsuccess.com. Bomi International, for facilities and property management education, visit bomi.org. Buyproxy.com, your global commercial real estate listing service. Visit Biproxy.com. Red IQ, turning multifamily data into actionable intelligence. Visit RedIQ.com.